At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lombardi line on a Friday. We welcome you back. Hope you're having a good one. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi hanging out in Jersey, hanging out with my man Ken as they set up a beautiful studio. Uh, he moved across the street and he's always going to be cool as a cucumber because the air conditioning's on fleek. We got it. Yeah, Patrick, <laughs> we got some air conditioning going in here. You know, we took Ken to Voltacos today, got him taken care of. Yeah, we're doing good. Life is good here. Yeah, not bad. Why? I just you looked, come back. You I, have to come back I, some I, point. I'm, Stephanie's got to make a trip back. We're you know? coming tonight. I got to make a. Tri- I got to make a trip to Vegas at some point. I mean, what are you? Man, yeah, what are you going to come there? out to Vegas? Applebaum was here. I got to, you know, I think in August, I, I'm going to talk to the higher ups. I, I've got to do, I've got to spend a couple of days at the University of Arizona. So I was hoping maybe I could tie that into a Vegas trip, but we'll see. Speaking we'll see. of, you just mentioned, a, I, for some reason, he, he popped up in my feed. I have to ask you, if you don't mind, a little GM story no, here about Reggie Bush. Yes. Not sure, and you could speak on this, not sure for a certain generation he is college football to them. As far as explosion, as far as what he did at USC, how, where do you rank him college-wise? And then while it's a good career, it wasn't exemplary, why doesn't what we saw in college from Bush, who everybody thought was going to be the next Barry Sanders, why does that not fully translate to the pros? 
You know, I made this mistake in my career. Uh, you know, we drafted Eric Metcalf when I was in Cleveland, and I loved Eric Metcalf. And when he was a freshman, I was on the campus of the University of Texas, and I told him, and you can, we can have him on the show. He'll verify it. I said, look, I'm going to draft you some point. There's no doubt. And, and so what I learned, though, it was a mistake on my part. We, the fan, see this player with this unique skill set that can catch the ball, run the ball, do all sorts of different things. We see that and we think, oh, wow, he's hard to stop. The problem is running backs in the NFL today and back when Metcalf played, back when Bush played, the, the, the order of importance goes as follows. It's block, catch, run. And Reggie Bush and Eric Metcalf and players like that that can't really block in pass protection, they can't play. Mm. They can't play all the time. So when they come on the field, everybody on the defense is screaming, screen, watch the halfback angle, watch the draw, watch the toss crack. Like there's eight or nine things that they do. But because they can't really get involved in the pass protection, because the quarterback can't turn around and say, you got the mic, they can't play all the time. And so it takes away their effectiveness. Now, they get by with it for a year. They'll get by with it for another maybe another four or five. But once the defensive coordinators feel like, okay, he can't protect, it's Saquon Barkley's problem. As big as Barkley is, he can't pass protect. Mm-hmm. Everybody attacks the pocket when he's in the game. Now, he got a little better last year, but I didn't see enough of him because he got hurt. But when he is rookie season, he wouldn't block anybody. Everybody was just attacking the pocket on him left and right. I don't care what the media says. Coordinator said, we're, he's in the game, we're blitzing. Because you eat up a pass receiver, you create problems in their protection, and the quarterback knows he can't block and he gets nervous. So it's a long-winded answer on Reggie Bush, but essentially that was the component that really cost him to have a great career. Did you, do you remember the conversations about him watching the USC tape? Yeah, but my mind was more about I was watching Metcalf was more explosive at Metcalf Texas. Metcalf was amazing. Metcalf Metcalf was a better college player in my mind. He didn't win the Heisman, but there was and Metcalf was a better pro player. Metcalf took punt returns back like He was great. I mean, I think Met, he was remarkable. But the problem was you just couldn't really utilize him. It's where McCaffrey benefits. He'll step up there and block you. You try to you come after McCaffrey in protection, he's going to smack you. He's going to hit you right in the mouth. And then all of a sudden, now you can't blitz. Now you're worried. Now you got to bracket them. Now you're taken away. And that's what happens. If you can't run your offense, if you have to run plays, Terry Cohen, he comes in the game. You know, he comes in the game. Oh, it's great. He's in the game. He's a playmaker. Man, he'll make plays. No, he won't. He won't because we know he's going to do. We know he's in the play to run a trick play. We know he's going to get the ball or he's going to be a decoy. That makes it easier for the defensive coordinator doesn't make it harder. It makes it easier. And there lies the problem. You mentioned uh, the Bears. I'm going to transition to them in a second. Metcalf played forever, too. Metcalf was a tremendous uh, kick returner and running back coming out of college. We welcome you he, in. He was a better punt returner. I'm sorry. Oh, no, please. We welcome you in. Michael Lombardi, was, we're excited to be here. Go ahead. Yeah, he was a better punt returner than he was a kickoff returner. Yeah, you Eric know, because Metcalf. punt returner, yeah, punt returners require lateral quickness. And he had elite lateral quickness. 
Sounds like you're friends now with Eric Metcalf. You guys boys, what's going on? Oh, I've on always there? been friends. Uh, I've always been friends with Eric. I love Eric to death. I mean, great kid. Loved his dad. Used to watch his dad play. His dad played for the old St. Louis Cardinals, Terry. And they were a good offense. They had Jim Hart at quarterback. Uh, you know, Terry Metcalf in the backfield. They were they had receivers. They were really a good team. They just couldn't beat. This is when Coriel was there. They just couldn't beat the Washington football team or the Dallas Cowboys. They were in the East, if you remember correctly. Yep. What are you hearing, Michael? I want to get to Dalton and potentially him starting over fields, of course, for the Chicago Bears. What are you hearing about the potential sale? Is it going to leave the Hallis family? I mean, think about this. Uh, Virginia Hallis McCaskey, who's the daughter of the Bears founder, of course, George Hallis. It appears Daily Herald in Chicago reporting could be a sale imminent for the Chicago Bears. I don't know what that means, if we can apply it in any way to the better, but just thoughts on uh, potentially the Bears being sold here. Well, the the, the Bears are one of the, the – the really good mom and pop teams in, in, in the league. You know, they are a mom and pop operation. And because of that, you know, they don't they don't really make a lot of changes. I mean, I don't think there's ever been ever been a, a, a general manager who would have made the mistake that Pace made picking Trubisky over Deshaun and Mahomes and survive. But they are a mom and pop operation. I think if they sell, it's probably because of the estate sale, the estate tax. Mm. That's what ultimately would causes a lot of these teams to do it. And they may only sell 49% and have controlling interests like the Giants, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers do. So they could pay off the debt service. They could pay off that, that inheritance tax that the next generation of, of McCaskey family members will have to absorb. Yeah, it is. It's one of the, you know, I like the way you put that mom and pop shop. There is a familial vibe for it being, you know, located in Chicago in such a big city. There's always been that familial vibe with the Bears. Great fans, too. Slept on fans. The one problem with what they did to Soldier Field is when you're driving by now, it does look like a spaceship landed on Soldier Field. It's odd. You know how they added that? (laughs) Whatever they added to that extension, it looks like they just dropped the spaceship on it. No doubt. I mean, it looks really weird, but at least they kept the fabric of it. Absolutely. The hard part is when you watch when you watch the game tape there, it's not comfortable because the the angles too too short. You know, you always want to watch the game from this view, from on top of it. And it, at Soldier Field now, it's a little bit too flat. It's interesting you mentioned that because of the state. I don't know if you've seen, uh, but they're doing these tours not just of Allegiant. A stadium here in Vegas, but also of SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. The difference between <laughs> I was thinking about the Silverdome. You've been to the Silverdome. You could explain to oh, people yeah. what the Silverdome was. The Silverdome was literally a bubble where they blew up a bubble and it was just a big concrete bowl. It was unbelievable. Big concrete bowl. that You just felt like it was going to blow away, much like the <laughs> Metrodome. When you were in the Metrodome, you felt like that was going to blow away too. You know, some of these old stadiums that they built. But look, I think the one thing about Soldier Field, if you're a Bears fan, is you have to be able to have a team that is conducive to playing in that environment. And I would say this, and I think that's why their win total is so low. I would say this, that the Bears at seven, what are their seven win total? They don't have a team that's really conducive for what they want to do. That's not who they are. I mean, they're not physical. They don't knock you off the ball. They're not good in the offensive line. I mean, and then their defense isn't as good. And so, you know, we're going to talk about starting Andy Dalton. They're at seven on the yeah. on the over, over under win totals. I mean, that's really bad for a team who was a playoff team last year. Not that they were a good playoff team. We know this.
No, but they did win eight games. The The, the number does feel a tad disrespectful at seven. Obviously, we always have to mention. I, I don't think it's disrespectful. I don't. I don't think. I would bet the under. What's the, what, what is the, uh, what's okay, the price so of the Okay, so MGM has seven and a half, so you love the under now. And it's a little yep, juiced up absolutely. to the 115 to the under. So seven and a half. Yeah, I think that's a great bet. I would recommend that strongly to people. Okay, Dalton and, you know, Essentially, and I'll just paraphrase a quote from him that essentially he was told, regardless of who they draft, it's a one-year deal and he's going to be the starter this year. So, of course, you can bet as a proposition, you can bet on whether or not it's going to be Fields or Dalton under center week one. I think you got to lay close to $3 on Dalton. We can find that, but you, you, you believe Dalton's going to be that week one starter. No, I don't. I think it should be Ooh. Fields. I think it should be Fields. I would play Fields. I would take a shot at Fields here. Only because I think, what, what, what am I benefiting from going with Dalton? I'm not a playoff team. I'm not a no. playoff team. I don't have a, I mean, I, I have some issues. I might as well get going with the next era than mess around with it. You know, I would. I'd rather get with that and, and try to fix that as I move along. Because if I don't, where am I going? If I can prove to these people that I'm going to be able to, you know, win, build an offense around fields, maybe they won't fire me as the coach. Maybe they won't fire the general manager. You know, but if they do have a change of ownership, and Ted Phillips, who's been the president for a long, long time, if they bring someone else in to run the organization, then I would suspect there's going to be a lot of changes. So 325 in division, 50 to one Super Bowl, seven and a half as far as the total. I, I like what you're saying as far as throwing fields in there. You heard Jay Cutler come out and say the same thing. What, one thing I would say, Dalton's two minus 250 to be the fa- to be the starter week one, Michael. Uh, coming back the other way, fields is two to one. Nick Foles still hanging around at 16 to one. The, the, he, 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 they can't even cut him. He's got too much money guaranteed. You know, they can't even cut him because they uh, – you know, he's got way too much. He's got like 15, 16 million guaranteed. So they can't cut him. And, you know, that's a real issue. And so I think they need to fix You know, they can't. He's on the team. He's the third string quarterback. Unless they want to send him down the road. They can't trade him. Nobody's going to assume that contract. So they can't trade him. What are they going to do? So you mentioned sometimes uh, that city, obviously it's called the windy city for a reason. And Dalton, while I'm not going to disrespect him, never known for his cutting arm strength, that would be an issue. I mean, that's something to look at, but it's not necessarily his style, not curtailed to soldier field. Is that fair? It is fair. And I mean, look, we know Andy Dalton's the king of the 2020. I mean, he'll move you from one twenty to the next 20. And then once he gets the ball in the red zone, uh Oh, problems start to creep up. But you know, if you're the Bears, what, what are your strengths? It's not the offensive line. You're not elite at receiver. You got a nice player in Cohen. We put him on the field. Oh, yeah, he's really scaring you. We signed him to an extension. You know, that was really good. So he could average under four yards, average under three yards of carry, right? I mean, like, tell me what we do. Jimmy Graham scary at $7 million a year, Patrick? I mean, you worried about him? Mm-mm. No. I mean, you know, and then defensively, you traded away one of your better corners. You know, you've got Khalil Mack hasn't been the same player. You gave a ton of money. I mean, way too much money. I mean, if Al Davis would have given that, there's no way I would be alive today if I would have given uh, Robert Quinn all that money and watch him play. Oh, my gosh. That would have been awful. And so he's been disappointing. 
you know, Akeem Hicks is a good player, but he's getting older and injuries are starting to creep up. So to me, I think it's, you know, I just don't see them as a good team. I think the seven and a half is really the right number. And I'm playing the under there, Patrick. Okay, let's go under there. The Bears on their season win total, you can find the seven and a half over at BetMGM. You don't have to lay a ton of juice. I actually, uh, it's seven. Maybe not seven and a half. Once you get that half game, that's so important in the NFL when betting these futures. There you see it, seven and a half minus one fifteen. Okay, the this is random, uh, but Manzel just mentioned. I, I we've talked about Manzel on the show before, but he he did mention that you know he made a decent he's made a decent living just signing autographs. Can you? I think this. How can his how can his autograph be worth it? Well, what I was going to ask you. Now you could take because he inside. won a Heisman. <laughs> yeah, the Heisman. He won a Heisman, I guess maybe you know, but he's not in the Heisman commercials. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, he's not in the house. I didn't they think didn't about that. They didn't invite him in the house. Yeah, they didn't invite him in the house. Maybe we could send. You know, who's that guy from uh, Geico that keeps showing up on my TV? No, he's from Progressive. Jamie. We could send him in the house. Like, get him out of here. Like, I've had enough of him. Every time he comes on TV, I'm like, get him out. Like, can't we get Dr. Rick back? Was he? Gosh, I can't believe he's just 28 years old. He hasn't played in the league since 2015. That was. Well, maybe he's going to play in the USFL. Maybe in 2022, he's going to make a comeback. Steph just said he might be in the Arena League. I didn't. He, is he in the Arena League? Would you? Do they have an Arena is, League? Is Arena League still think, viable? I think the Arena League folded. No, I think they folded. Indoor Football League is what. She, okay, she say. I remember. Did you guys use? Were you? Were front offices focused on when the Arena League first started up? It was the Detroit Dash or Detroit Drive, I believe. And I remember yeah. when it first came. Now this is a long time ago, Michael. We, we, the yeah. cities, you know, there was a little juice for the Arena League when it first. Well, they started. were supposed to be like farm teams for the team i mean elway ran one of the teams in denver you know and that and they won and you know i think it was it was going to be like but the field look the fields you know the field's so small football's a, a 53 yard wide game it costs it create it, you need to have vertical and lateral speed in this game you don't need either so how can you judge a player when you're playing basically in the basement and you're not playing outside yeah I mean, yeah. I bet I, yeah, I bet there's a lot of guys who are great in the basement, but you go outside with too much room to run, they can't run. I mean, I can catch Dominic in the basement. I can't catch his little butt running around outside. Like, that's a hard thing, you know? Is today his birthday? No, his birthday's not for four more days. Okay. Trust me, there'll be a national celebration. There'll be You'll hear bands playing. It'll be down the street. You're not going to miss that. <laughs> There's gonna be there's gonna be double sharks flying in from everywhere. There'll be sharks coming from everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> the shark the shark theme continues for for Dominic and his birthday. Um, we're gonna get into a little doubt, no doubt. I'm sure you saw what uh, Dan Dan Marino, yes or no, best pure thrower of the football you've ever seen. I tell you one thing, he's one of those guys who drove to the stadium on Sunday morning and you knew you were playing him. You were holding on to your butt. I mean, it was he was scary. He was, he was scary quick. He was quick minded and quick footed. He could get rid of the ball so quickly, but more than just his ability to release the ball was his ability to really uh, make quick decisions and process it very without any thought. Boom, boom. Yeah, right there. I'm going here to there. That's what separates great quarterbacks. It's almost it's it's they have this ability. It's like being in a fighter jet. They just know instinctively where it's coming from and how they get there. And they don't get fooled very often. They don't. And they have the ability to see things that are not quite open yet. 
in three dimension and all of a sudden they throw it and there it was that's fascinating too because in a box the mobility but he because he wasn't fleet i mean he couldn't run at all i mean there was no he could play today this whole notion well marino couldn't play today and you know like i'm on the new book i'm writing about you know like johnny unitas saying he couldn't play today like johnny unitas could play today he was quick-minded he might not have been quick-footed he was quick-minded you know, he could have a really good arm. Now, the game was different than when he played. Johnny called all the plays at the line of scrimmage. It was man-to-man coverage from press. But you can't, you can't fault him for that. He would have been able to adapt to a, a different game. You give him some of these throws. I mean, look at some of Jared Goff's throws. I mean, you're watching him throw the ball, and you're saying to yourself, these are the easiest throws. Like, I, I, I want, when I watch Jared Goff play for the Rams, I always say to myself, well, that's McVay. That's McVay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Goff made that throw. Okay, that's McVay. That's McVay. That's McVay. You start adding up the completions or the incompletions. You just sit there and objectively as a fan sit in your house and say that that throw there was on the coach because the guy's wide open. Or you throw run wide stick and they're running playing zone and the guy's open by three yards. Is that the quarterback or is that the scheme? Well, it's going to be different this year as well because you're just going to see Jared Goff handing off the football and you're going to say, that's Anthony Lynn. That's Anthony Lynn. That's Anthony Lynn. (laughs) We've seen this movie before. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We've seen this movie before. We're going old school. We're going to run the football. Hey, you're going to say Todd Gurley. Why not? Let's party. Uh, Why not? Let's do it. Let's let's party. And by, and. If we, if I told you, oh, can you imagine signing Todd Gurley? No, I really. Can't, I mean, Dan Campbell's to. sitting there. I mean, uh, we might be doing it in in in, uh, in make sense of it all. I can't. But I mean, like <laughs> past performance predicts future achievement. Like believe what your eyes tell you, right? Just believe it. Yeah, he is. Did you see uh, Campbell showed up to the Grand Prix? He's the uh, the Grand Prix wizard or whatever he is. He showed. I mean, he's doing shtick. Look. I'm all in because it's got something's got to change with the Lions, but he my my head coach is legitimately a goofball and he's doing shtick. He showed up with a helmet on. Yeah, and you know, shtick doesn't work very long. Mm. Shtick only works for a little while. Like at some point, the only thing that can keep a player's attention span or keep an organization in line is intelligent. You gotta make them think they're getting better. That's the key. That's the key to coaching. That's the key to leadership. If I can improve you, you'll pay attention. If I told you his after his rookie year that Marino wasn't going to win a Super Bowl, you would have said, you're insane. There's no way. If I would have told you that from the time he was 24 till he was 29, he wouldn't go to a playoff game. With the winningest coach in the history of the game, you would have said, I'm nuts. Well, that's a good tease. You would have prescribed, Yeah. That's a good tease because will he be the winningest uh, coach in the history of the game? We'll find out coming up. And by the way, the correct answer to the best quarterback of that era is John Elway. That's my guy. That's right. He was so good. Almost was a Raider. They kept him from me. They wouldn't let me trade. Do you for think him. like it's a? Mo- do you think like? So, do you think like Drew Locke knows when he looks at an old John Elway just how brilliant he was? I don't know, but you know, we had them. We had them at the Raiders. They just they 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 messed me up. Pete Rozelle. Yep, that's right. He was a runner too. Man, he could run. Oh, oh he was so athletic. There was nobody like John Elway. No, that was a freak. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you said that because I was obsessed as a kid. Yeah. No, he was great. His speed, like that quick delivery, kind of a weird, you know, that little quick side delivery. Kind of three quarter. Yeah, three quarter. You know, 
could throw it anywhere. Throw, run to your right, run to your left. I mean, just make every throw. He and Marino, maybe two, maybe the most natural. I mean, same Marino's draft. just a natural. Can yeah, you imagine the same draft? draft? Can Jim you name Kelly. the other three that were in that draft? Jim Kelly. There's one. There's one. You got two more. Easton? No. Todd Blackledge. Blackledge. And... And uh, come on, uh, the kid, Ken O'Brien, Ken, Ken, Ken O'Brien. I meant O'Brien Jets. I'm thinking Eason. Good job by you. We come back. What did Elway, excuse me, Marino say about Belichick? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Saturday, of course, tomorrow. VSIN horse racing experts analyze the horses, track conditions, and prior race results for find a betting edge. We're going to have Plonk on in just a bit. He's part of the team. VSIN.com slash horses. Find your full race coverage. Also, get a $20 credit right now at the VSIN store if you sign up. So, 20 bucks to spend. Get a sweet hat. Go to vcin.com slash horses. vcin.com slash horses. You get Ron Flatter, Dave Tooley, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, Jeremy Plunk. As we welcome you back. This is a great one. Doubt or no doubt. I love this one stuff came Uh-oh. up with. So, yeah. No, you'll Let's like go. this one. Yeah. So, Dan Marino recently said that he hopes Bill Belichick doesn't surpass Don Shula. As far as the NFL wins record, Belichick has 280. He's 48 shy of tying Shula. Doubt or no doubt, Bill Belichick will coach long enough to break Shula's record. I'm going to doubt that. I'm going to doubt that. They asked me that question on Nesson yesterday, and I, and I kind of went the other way. And then the more I thought about it, 48, say you average 10 wins, you got to go five years. If you get 12, you know, it's, it, it's hard to do. Five more years. He's... I mean, listen, if he goes undefeated two straight years, he's still shy. This, what would that be, 34? And he's Two. got to get to 48. Oh, that's right. He's got, we got, we got 17 games now. That's right. I forgot about that. I got to keep reminding I'm, myself. So do I. I. Write, it is I the weirdest. Write, I got to write that on. That's I got to write that thing. on my palm. Like when I was in seventh grade and I, I, I write words on my, on my hands so I can remember them. Uh, yeah. I just don't know. I, I don't know how much longer he's going to coach. Here's what I would say. <laughs> he's getting better at coaching than he was the longer he goes. Right. I mean, he's getting way better. And the field he's going against is not quite as good as he is. I mean, that's the reality. That's the, you know, I don't mean to, I mean, but like Brendan Staley. He just brought up Dan Campbell. (laughs) Dan Campbell and Bill, I mean, it's getting easier for him. Let me say that. Uh, I would just like, and this isn't from me, this is from Steph. Uh, She did mention when you wrote down the words on your hands, that's called cheating. Yeah, I know that, but it's better to cheat than repeat. To tell her that too, please. Okay, you, you can right. tell. You know, I was not a good student. I wanted to get the football as quickly as I could. No, she, I was yeah. only interested in getting the football. You know, I needed to get through Hofstra to go start working. So I, you know, I was impatient. Well, she just admitted she was shady. I'll round out the threesome. I was very shady. <laughs> no, she did not. She did not. No, she did. No, she, look, she's but she's nodding yes. Uh, yeah, that you would know, be. I have these visions all the time when I when I see somebody walk. By, I'm like, would I sit next to that person in class? Not because I wanted to kind of get to know them, just though I think they're smart enough to cheat off of them. That's always the way my mind works. <laughs> I did the same thing. Oh, that's depressing. I did the same thing. I'd be like, and then I always had, well, I won't go into it. Uh, but right. by the way, that's crazy when you think about it, though, just how consistent Shula was. And then we go back to not winning. Like, the he idea. He went to the playoffs for five years. He's the winningest coach of all time. That's incredible. I'm, I mean, he, he had Danny Marino, and he didn't win a Super Bowl with Danny Marino. And, and, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and he's got all these wins, and he's a tremendous – now, he started when he was 33 years old. We remember yeah, that with Baltimore. the Baltimore Colts. Yeah. So, he, you know, a longevity. I mean, you know, when I'm, I was doing this, I've been researching this for the book, you know, some of these coaches, like, they used to have ties. Like, you know, Papa Bear Hallis, I think he had like 33 ties in his career. Like ties were like they settled for ties back in that those era. They didn't care, you know. Ties a tie, we'll get you know. And so Shula just started so much earlier and had good teams, and you know was able to have those seventy teams where he accumulated a ton of wins. And they were never dramatically bad in Miami, but they just never could get over the hump with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's I mean it's like look it's like the Packers. You've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And you've got what? How many Super Bowls? Two. 
One each? Yeah. One each. You, I mean, I think Ron Wolf wakes up every – I mean, Ron Wolf is probably still angry over losing to Denver in that playoff game, in that Super Bowl. He's got to be still angry about it. You know, Holmgren has won a Super Bowl. He, his name hasn't come up for the, for the Hall of Fame. Went to another Super Bowl with uh, Seattle in Detroit. Played the Pittsburgh that Steelers. Has, absolutely. With Matt Hasselbeck under center. That guy has got to, go. it's got to mean something, no? I mean, no, you're, you're right about right. him. Uh, and how about far? Well, we can tie this back to Elway. Remember, they that team, that team should never have lost to the uh, Denver Broncos, and that was a big Terrell Davis game. But you remember that the Packers were huge favorites in that Super Bowl. Huge favorites. They shouldn't have lost. I mean, but they did. And I think you know, were they were they overconfident? Maybe you know. I am just. You know what? What is Bill Belichick's, what, 68, 69 years old? He's going to have to coach for, gosh, five more, five five more years. years if he's going to break down. That's a lot. Although he seems, I don't think he's obsessed with that. He I does think, seem I think into he'd it. Rather put his, I, I think he's got eight Super Bowl rings. I think those mean more than the wins. I would say it does seem like he's into coaching right now. We'll see how long he that likes lasts. It, yeah. yeah, you can go. You can go five more years. We come back. Jeremy Plunk on the Belmont Stakes here on the Lombardi line. as we welcome you in we promised we've been teasing for over an hour jeremy plonk is here the 153rd belmont stakes tomorrow and of course horse player now awesome we love jeremy we say hi it's a compact field this is a pretty interesting field jeremy it is there's not a lot of filler to it you know a lot of times you get these big stakes races where there's two or three major contenders but there's a 12 14 20 horse field We've got eight in here, five legitimate win contenders among the eight packs. So it should be a good betting race. It's not the kind of betting race where you get the big trifecta and superfecta payouts of a 20-horse field. But if you're a win better in this race, you're going to find a horse at three, four, five to one that should be a couple points lower, and it's a good chance to attack. I think it's a really good betting race for win betters. And of all the horses in the race, I mean, obviously it's going to take going the mile and a half, Jeremy. It's going to take a horse that is really good on the endurance end of it. I kind of like known agenda because of that, been bred for that. But is there another horse that you feel overtook in terms of their ability to run the longest race that they can run? Well, I think you're right with known agenda. He's by Curlin, a horse who's a sire who gets horses to get a good long distance. Curlin was second in the 2007 Belmont Stakes on, in his own right, a horse who's one of the all-time greats in the game. So I do think Nona Chendo on the pedigree side is in good shape for this. Sire Tappets won three of the last six Belmont Stakes races that have been at a mile and a half with his offspring. He's got the favorite here, Essential Quality. So if you're looking for pedigree to get you the mile and a half distance, I think Nona Chendo and also Essential Quality are the top two horses in the race to get the distance based on pedigree. You also have to have the running style too. You know, the longer the race, in horse racing, you might think that the horses who come way from the back of the pack have a lot of success, but it's not the case because the tempo is usually slower in a longer race. And the slower they go early, 
the horses in the front are able to maintain their advantage. So you don't want a horse coming from too, too far back off the pace in the Belmont Stakes. That's a misnomer. People think the longer the race gets, the more you want a deep closer. Those horses end up running third and non-threatening a lot of times in the Belmont. You want a horse who's going to be in the front half of the pack within the top four or five lengths, I would say, down the back stretch. I think both Essential Quality and Known Agenda will be in that group. Uh, they won't be the leaders. Rock Your World's going to go to the front almost assuredly in this race. And I think probably Hot Rod Charlie's going to sit second. The horses sitting third and fourth should be in a great position over the mile and a half. And Hot Rod Charlie, so Fl Flavian Pratt jumps off of Rambauer, who won the Preakness, and onto Hot Rod Charlie. You see Hot Rod Charlie there on the board at 7-2, to two, Jeremy. How do we read into a, a jockey? These jockeys know these horses. How do we read into him picking that horse, Hot Rod Charlie? Well, a lot of times what happens before the Triple Crown is a jockey will give a commitment for the series for a horse. Okay. So Flavian Pratt rode Hot Rod Charlie in the Kentucky Derby. He may have given a commitment to the connections that I'll ride you throughout the series. He had no idea he was going to pick up Ron Bauer, who didn't run in the Kentucky Derby, and win the Preakness with him at almost 12-1. to 1. So it kind of put him in a precarious situation. Everything with jockeys and trainers and owners is a verbal contract. It's non-binding. It's a game of who's going to stab who in the back faster. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way that it is, uh, uh, the way this game is played. It's not played with long-term contracts that Michael's familiar with. Uh, uh, this isn't what we see, you know. So uh, it, 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 it's a game of who spins whom. Spin means I'm on you, but now I'm turning and I'm going to somebody yeah. else. The trainer spins jockeys all the time in this game, and jockeys spin trainers all the time in this game. But this may be a situation that they gave a commitment before the Kentucky Derby, and they're actually not spinning Rombauer. They're actually staying true to their commitment uh, to ride Hot Rod Charlie. From a handicapper standpoint, I wouldn't look at it as a negative because look who Rombauer ended up with, John Velasquez. Yeah. There is no living jockey on earth who has won more races at Belmont Park than John Velasquez. He's won almost 2,000 of them. He is Mr. Belmont. He's riding at the top of his game, even though his age is advancing uh, into his upper 40s and almost 50 years old now, I believe. Uh, so John Velasquez is riding at a high level. He's won the last two Kentucky Derbies, of course, uh, riding for Bob Baffert. So don't cry for Ron Bauer. If you like Ron Bauer, don't feel like he got jilted at the at the altar and now he's ending up with the second choice. He's actually probably getting a rider upgrade. His greatest Flavian Pratt has been in the last couple of years. At Belmont Park, I'd rather have John Velasquez. So he's actually getting a move up, even though he got spun. Good info. But between Brabonic and his stable partner Overtook, is there any other long shot that you would say, you know what, this could be the Rombauer of this race? Is there anyone you would take a shot on, Jeremy? No, I, I really don't. I think there are five legitimate win contenders. They're all going to be six to one or less on the top board, probably in that six to eight to one range for the high end. Uh, you know, no agenda, rock your world, hot rod, Charlie. Essential quality in Ron Bauer, those five. And if you get beyond those five, I, I can't see the other three win in this race, really. Uh, this should be a, a pretty formful Belmont Stakes in that respect. You're looking for a winner that maybe you can find like a $10, $12, $14 winner for your $2 bet. And you're trying to pop an exact in here that pays, you know, 40 bucks or something for two. 20 to one on an exact in this race would actually be a really nice return. Doesn't mean you can't make a lot of money out of this race. You're limiting your options. You're not using the all button and going crazy on a bunch of tries and superfectas. Focus your plays here. This is kind of like if you have a two-team parlay that you love in sports betting, this is the kind of race where you're kind of attacking it like that. If you're normally a 50-unit player but you love a two-team parlay, maybe you go to 100 on it. I think that's how you're an attacking and an attack in this race. And for me, it's going to be no agenda and essential quality. And if I can get somewhere in the ballpark of 40 bucks, 30 bucks for the two of those, 
in connection with each other. I'm going to bet it enough times that I can still make a nice score. Essential quality, of course, two hole. Uh, the the wide trip finishing fourth in the Kentucky Derby, coming in fresh. You like this horse, huh, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, look, he was the two-year-old champion last year. He's still at the head of the class. He ran wider than almost all the major contenders in the Kentucky Derby. So when you factor in ground loss, he probably ran a winning race when he only got beat a length. The only real question with essential quality is he was the best two-year-old last year. We're already to the end of the Triple Crown season now at three. Is he maintaining that, you know, top flight effort? You know, the ceiling, you know, it's kind of like a look a draft pick from a small school or something like that. You know, they have a lot of ceiling to them. This is a horse who's been playing at Alabama for four years and everybody's seen him a lot. Uh, does he continue to get better? You know, is there improvement left uh, in, in essential quality? That will be the question mark. But I like the pedigree. I like his running style, where he'll be sitting in the race. And, and I think he's the horse to beat. But uh, Nota Jen is going to be the better price. And I think the difference between the two isn't so much that you wouldn't take the better price. You know, you always don't bet just the horse who has the bet, the bigger odds. You've got to have kind of like a feeling that they're competitive with one another. And I don't think essential quality is that much better than known agenda that I wouldn't rather have six to one on known agenda than two to one on essential quality. So the value player in me is leaning towards known agenda for sure. Express bet, first bet. We're celebrating Jeremy Plunk, of course. Vegas 20 is the promo code. You can use it and get a $20 free bet and receive a VSIN subscription for free right now. Again, Vegas20, vsin.com slash horses. That's Express Bet. Jeremy, thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate you. Good luck. Thank you, Jeremy. Everybody. Okay, uh, we like Jeremy because he makes it relatable to other sports. That's a tremendous yep. crossover I with do. horse racing. We love that. Josh Applebaum next. What's up with Mr. Walenda? We'll find out. Yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. can turn $1 into 100 Avalanche Golden Knights tonight. BetMGM.com. If either team scores a goal, if you use the bonus code VEASAN100, you get a do- you get 100 bucks right there in your account. Promo code VEASAN100. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia. Gambling problem 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Tennessee, call or text red line 800-889-9789. Indiana, 1-800-9. With it, it's the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi, Jersey. Um, Michael, can you ask Ken, when he leaves there, can he go to New yeah. England? Uh, because uh, Josh Applebaum can never <laughs> set up his camera. He can never set It's just, it changes he, this every is the, day. VEASAN's so lucky to have Ken. Ken was actually contemplating driving. <laughs> to go fix Josh's studio. And I'm like, yo, bro, that's six and a half hours up there. Yo, and that's bro. assuming you can get, you, you can get through the Connecticut traffic. No, you just didn't want to leave, leave like, your, you didn't want your BFF to leave you. No, I don't. I mean, everything's taken care of. It's perfect. I mean, it's like I'm in a new world, but I, you know, you got to drive six and a half hours up there. God knows what you're going to find in Connecticut. I mean, you have no <laughs> idea what that traffic's like. And then you're going to come back. Yeah. Will Hill will be there. Well, he'll, he paves the roads in Connecticut. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, with his gambling wins. Um, <laughs> Josh Applebaum, would you like to defend yourself? You having camera issues every second? The light looks great today. Uh, you look much yeah, better. You do today. look the handsome. Good. 
Yeah, so guys, I'm just grinding here. You know, every day we get a little bit better. I'm always uh, in, in the pursuit of, of getting the best quality product we can. So just bear with me. I think we're getting closer and closer each day. But uh, guys, before we break down a lot of games for today, can't wait to get all uh, all your takes today. But one thing real quick, guys, some great news, big news dump today on a Friday. Great state of Louisiana. Another domino has fallen in the push to legalize sports betting in America. Uh, in Louisiana, yesterday was a huge day. You saw the Louisiana House vote 78 to 15, overwhelmingly in favor of Senate Bill 247. This is the the bill to legalize sports betting in the Bayou. It previous previously passed in the Senate. Uh, 31 to 6, so overwhelming in both houses. And guys, now this Louisiana sports betting bill goes to Governor John Bell Edwards' desk. He's voiced support in the past. He's expected to sign it into law. And we could have legalized betting in the great state of Louisiana by NFL Week 1. And I think they've really done it a great, a really great way, a smart way, because they're allowing up to 40 different skins, both online and retail. You can gamble on riverboats, you can be in casinos, but they'll have full mobile. And then also our guy TG, you know, he can't take in Rutgers money because he's in, uh, you know, because he's in Jersey. It's not going to be an issue down there in New Orleans. They'll take uh, all college betting in state LSU. So this is just great news, guys. Uh, so I, I'm thinking, Patrick Michael, this fall, we're going to go down to NOLA. We're going to we're going to go on Bourbon Street. We're going to hang out in Frenchman Street. And we're going to bet on legalized sports betting. It's just a, another great domino to fall in the push to legalize betting, guys. Like Michael well, I'll volunteer for Jazz Fest. Yeah. That would I be would, I would volunteer for that. I was there. I was there for the last time. I think it might have been the last time I was there was when the Packers played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Pat- it was the last time I've been in New Orleans. That's that long time ago. Is that Desmond Howard? You know, Desmond Howard took that kickoff back. Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. Wow, that was yeah. long. It's a it's it's a city like none other. You don't feel you you're it just is it, it is a city literally like none other. Well, Josh, uh, and he, I noticed you got a haircut. Looks good. Why don't we get a market update? <laughs> some market update, guys. And Patrick, yeah, I'm just trying to catch up to you, my man. Yeah, you got to get some nice blazers like you got. Yes, but thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, big spot for tonight, guys. Obviously, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Biggest NBA game of the night. The only NBA game of the night. Clippers and Mavs. So I think you're seeing a couple interesting things here, guys. Number one, Mavs are up three to two. They had that big win, 105-100 in game five. Remember, they won outright as a seven and a half point dog to take this series lead. So really, Clippers backs up against the wall. Must win tonight. I think you're in a good spot if you want to lay the points here with the Clippers. Number one, line movement has been in their favor. Clippers open around minus two, got up to two and a half. Some shops are even around three. I think if you're betting the Clips, really looking for the two and a half here before it gets to the three. But one great little nugget from our friends at BetMGM, John Ewing sent this to us, guys. 58% of bets are on the Clippers, so they're kind of a slight public play but they're getting 82% of the money. So that really tells you that these bigger, sharper wagers are coming in here on the Clippers. We've seen this spot in the postseason as well do very well. When you're a short favorite, five or less, these short favorites are covering 18 and eight against the spread, 69%. Road favorites have done well this playoffs, nine and two ATS. And ironically, in this series, the road team is a perfect six and zero straight up. So this kind of reminds me a lot like games three and four when the Clippers won in Dallas both times. They were kind of a short, Similar line movement, like two up to three, end up winning and covering both games. But, Michael, what do you think here? Do you like this line movement to the Clippers? I'm looking at even maybe a money line play on the Clippers if you want to mitigate your risk and liability. But what do you think? Can they can they get a win tonight, Michael, or would you take the points with the Mavs? No, I think I'm going to take the uh, the Clippers and lay the points. I, I think when you look back and say, okay, you know, Kawhi can't shoot seven for 19 again. He's not going to have that other night. I mean, and I think Wes Reynolds made a great point earlier in the show that if you just look at this game 
on a on a global level from 30,000 feet above, it, it's been the Clippers have played better than the Mavs, although the Mavs have the lead. It's never about who's in the lead, it's who's in control. I've never felt the Mavericks were in control. They have control of the lead right now. So I like the Clippers. I also like the under. 12 of the last Clippers 17 games have gone under the total. And I think at 216 and a half, I'd go under that number. I think they'll play really hard defense. I think Kawhi will shoot the ball effectively from the first set of offensive uh, of offensive execution for the Clippers. I like the Clippers in the under. And a lot of betters, Josh, professionals like yourself, stay true to their power ratings. And the way this series was rated, I mean, the Clippers were a 450 favorite to start. So, and again, in game five, boys, the Clippers had a, they had a lead in the third and the Mavs went on a 25 to five run. So this like the Clippers are just confounding is, is really the bigger statement here, but they were a huge favorite going into the series, Josh. Yeah, Patrick, great point by you. Again, the odds makers were telling you that they were expected to win this series. Now, uh, you know, that not always comes true, but I think looking at the updated series price right now, Patrick, you look at the Clippers plus 130 dogs. Uh, Dallas is a minus 160 favorite. So if you believe in the Clippers and you think that, hey, they were projected to be the better team, projected to win, uh, and now you're getting a plus 130, can they win tonight? Can they win game seven? Obviously, that's a, a tall task there, but uh, if you want to pounce on the Clippers, you think they win tonight, that plus 130, they'll probably be favored game seven at home. And Michael, just to your point real quick, uh, that under, you know, it's kind of stayed where it's at, 216 and a half. It did dip some shops to 216. So I think you're on the right track here. A little bit of under money. And also what we've seen, um, it didn't happen last night, but game six and sevens, typically late series, tired legs, uh, lean to the under here a little bit, around 59% of the time. But also in the playoffs, guys, these lower end totals have been going under. Uh, when the total is 220 or less, the under is 12 and six, this playoff, 67%. So Michael, I think I'm right there with you with the under. Yeah, I am. And I, my editorial control person, Millie, just texted me and told me that I was in New Orleans when the Raiders played. And then it just hit me. I was in New Orleans when we played them in a preseason game with the Patriots. So I, I've been in New Orleans before that game. So I apologize, Packer. I just want to set the record straight. Yeah. Millie's like, Michael, I know about you're in my New Orleans work. right now. Where, where, yeah, you yeah, pull exactly. yourself together. I, I had to get some edit. You know, thank you for that. I, I appreciate you, that. Like, yeah, thank you, Millie. Uh, by the she way, also put... likes over. She also likes Overtook, the jockey. Oh, and she the likes race, the... She would bet. Okay, she likes the Long Bauer shot too. tomorrow. She okay. Ron Millie's Bauer on too, okay. Yeah. Twenty to one, and then Ron, Ron Bauer, Bauer mm-hmm. who won the Preakness. Mm-hmm. I like I like Ron yep. Bauer along with Millie. Uh, I I hate to say this to VGK fans tonight because based on the line movement in the market, Josh is going to bet Colorado. Josh, am I lying? Oh, no. you're right. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go, Patrick. I'm with you. All Last right. night, remember we split. My bees got uh, a line movement win there, and Marshan crazy shot. Uh, that was really nuts. just surprised Varlamov. Uh, incredible, Patrick, but. Uh, you didn't come through with with Tampa Bay. That was the overtime that actually went to the dog there with with the Canes. But Patrick, I'm right there with you. You know, this is kind of a short number. You're seeing big majority bets on VGK. It's very rare you get VGK kind of a pick'em type number. But I'm actually looking at at Colorado as a really <laughs> buy low spot. You're never gonna get Colorado, Patrick, even money here. Uh, this is a team that I think uh, keeps winning these games and keeps deserving to be bet on. And really, this was a, a coin flip type game, even slight favorite. Uh, with VGK, it's kind of moved a little bit toward uh, toward Colorado. So I'm looking at Colorado here, Patrick. And again, if they keep cashing for you, it's hard to pass up a number like this on the abs. Absolutely. It's all Coke machines for my man. He don't care. He, we, he, he just, he's going to well, he, actually. It, yep. 
Yep. Well, actually, the uniform doesn't matter. The uniform doesn't matter. And I think it's he's all the movement. I think he's probably <laughs> going to bet the over in that Montreal game because I'm seeing it getting juiced up. But I won't. I won't go there. Hey, has anybody seen Mr. Baseball? Today? Well, he's definitely betting Winnipeg. He's. I mean, he's definitely betting Montreal. Montreal's only got 26 percent of the money. They're a contrarian play. Look at you Shane nailed, said. Look at him. Yeah, of he's course it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's all over he's, Montreal. Yeah, no, Share excited. with us, please, Josh. Yeah, Tell please, us Josh. why you're on Montreal. Besides, that's you've seen the money split. Tell us. <laughs> You know me too well at this point, Michael. I am on Montreal. Number one, quite, uh, kind of a slight minus 110 favorite Jets. It's kind of stayed where it's at, but it's actually trending a little bit toward the Canadiens. At some books, they've crossed like minus 108, kind of around there. Uh, and I think this foul with Montreal, you know, two big injuries here. You had Mark Scheifele, that really tough hit that he placed on Jake Evans. He's suspended four games. They could be out Paul Stastny. This is a Montreal Canadiens team that's humming right now. So I, I am leading Canadians there, guys. Hey, has anybody seen Mr. Baseball? Anybody? Millie? Has Millie seen Mr. Baseball? Was he up early? I, I, you know, I mean, look, I just try to do what we can do, Patrick. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. it's hard. What do you got for I mean, we've had too much to talk about. We have too much to talk I about. Know. We haven't been able to really, we haven't been able to dive in today. Well, that, I can know? give I mean, you this. I can, give, I can tell you this. I know Josh has got two plays in Major League Baseball today. One, where are you going with Reds and Cards here? Uh, I'm going oh, Cardinals here, I'm guys. Going with... Ooh, Michael, I'm going with. Michael, do you like the Cards here? I lo- that was my pick of the day. The car- I like two <laughs> nice. things today before you get going. I mean, I just want you to know. I mean, since I got up earlier than you did today, not, not that anyone cares. Hey. I like the game. I like the game total for the Marlins and the Pirates, and I like the the Cardinals to win. Those are my two things. Game total over or under? Over over eight and a half. Gotcha, gotcha, Michael. I'm right there with you, and you and you wake up way earlier than me. I'm a night owl. I, I mean, I, I sleep. I go to bad bed boy. late, wake up late. So that's just me. But uh, Michael, I think you're right. Uh, sharp as attack here. St. Louis big line move open like minus 125, and bet up to around minus 135. You've seen big steam 10 cents or more do well in these home favorites, 58 percent, and fade Castillo, our guy, one in 10. Uh, the Reds in his start. Mm-hmm. So uh, give me Kim tonight. Let's go, Cards. Market Insights is the pod. Vsin.com/podcast. What would life be out with like without Josh? Applebaum. He just adds. No doubt. It's no just, doubt. He adds. And Millie. How about the check-in Will he from be Millie up today? tomorrow at 10 o'clock? Yeah, you're going to join us tomorrow? Ready. Are you, okay. All right. I'll be All right. ready. Can't wait, guys. Late night. Bad boy. Of course. That's Josh Applebaum, Michael Lombardi. I'll see you guys in the morning, okay? Thanks, Thanks guys. The nuts Thank is next. Thank you, Josh. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.